Welcome to You Can Get Paid For That. Doing stuff you like is cool, and so is making money. This is the show where you'll learn to do both, from people who are actually getting paid to do what they like. I'm your host, Bo Blackwell, and I'm here to help you discover how you too can get paid for that, whatever that may be. All right, I'm excited to be joined today by my friend, Bree Argetsinger, better known as The Betty Rocker. Uh, she runs an awesome fitness brand, uh, doing training and cookbooks and all kinds of cool stuff for um, helping people get fitter and healthier. Her title is Head Ninja and Jedi Body Coach at The Betty Rocker. So thanks so much for being on the show, Bree. I'm excited to have you. Thanks, Bo. It's great to be here. Yeah, so uh, why don't you kind of kick us off by telling us uh, what it is that you do, you know, getting into a little more detail than I did, and <laughs> also um, how you came up with this really cool brand idea for The Betty Rocker, because I think that's really unique and, and interesting. Oh, thanks. Um, so, well, I don't know, how much more descriptive do you need than head ninja or Jedi <laughs> body coach? I that mean, is true. that just sum it up for you? It, um, it does speak I, for itself, yeah. <laughs> Um, so obviously I'm a little bit, um, a little bit different color of a bird than some of the other people in the health and fitness space. I have my own sort of, uh, look and feel and style to the way that I approach, um, approach this, this whole game. But, uh, how I came up with the, the brand itself is kind of, will kind of explain something since I was a kid, people have been calling me punk rock Betty Crocker, which is, uh, sort of funny. And, um, I was, I was always really into, riding motorcycles and dirt bikes and very much an adrenaline junkie. But I also had this very um, feminine soft side, which was I was constantly baking. I loved to bake pies and and every kind of confection that you can think of. Um, and so I got this moniker of punk rock Betty Crocker. And then uh, it sort of just morphed into Betty Rocker. So the brand kind of created me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more than anything. And, uh, you know, I just really I've always had this this passion for uh, understanding the human body in, in many in all of its many ways, and I've studied I've studied it from many different angles. Um, I studied nutrition at Tufts. I, I went to school and got a, a degree in um, manual therapy and structural alignment. Um, I was working as a structural integrationist, adjusting motorcycle racers for many years. Um, started writing meal plans for them while I was at the racetrack and just <laughs> sort of kind of realized that my background in nutrition wasn't enough. So I started doing my own research. And um, I had also studied anthropology. And one of my focuses was on um, diets of indigenous people in different countries. And so I had a lot of that to draw from. And um, quite the avid world traveler in my 20s. So I'd gotten to really sample firsthand a lot of cultural, um, you know, nutrition strategies. And I just was really fascinated by the body and had kind of just really gone the wrong route with my own body for many years with drug abuse and alcohol abuse and um, found my way back to being very healthy through, through the through the journey of, of research and writing meal plans and taking care of my clients that I had at the time. And that sort of really got me incredibly passionate about putting together the perfect kind of program that got the obstacles out of people's way for health and fitness in their own bodies. Because it seems like constantly people have excuses about why they can't be healthy, why they can't be fit, why they aren't motivated. And so I, I, I had those same excuses. So I was 
in my research and in my, my, my practice was finding ways to overcome those obstacles. And um, so that's kind of the backstory, the real backstory that a lot of people don't know about how this all started. Yeah, that's totally awesome. I, I love that, uh, you know, the punk rock kind of branding or positioning that you've done for your business was really just a natural outcropping of who you were and not something that you, you know, put on there deliberately to try to just just to try to stand out and be cool. I mean, I love that that's really part of who you've always been going back to to childhood. I love the idea of a child <laughs> being called punk rock Betty Crocker. That's, <laughs> that's so awesome. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, I really just I really just started the blog when I was um just like two or three years ago now. I just started the blog because I was just like in love with what I was learning and I was wanted to share the recipes that I was coming up with and the meal planning strategies that I was using. Um, and really, I think the only people that were reading it were people I would meet in the grocery store or people I would talk to about the blog and like my clients at the time. But what was so interesting was there was this, I got this phone call about six months into writing the blog. Maybe it was like a little longer, but I got this phone call and it was, it was Whole Foods Market and Whole Foods. And they're like, hi, Betty Rocker. Um, we just wanted to let you know that we had one of our employees uh, lose 50 pounds over the past year. And when we asked her what the inspiration for this massive life change was, she said, Betty Rocker, I read her blog. And <laughs> she comes into the store and I talk to her and she tells me what she does. And it was so incredibly inspiring to me to hear that. And it kind of gave me that like, um, foundational belief that I needed to really actually start to put more into the blog and more into, I actually started writing, um, my first book, the body fuel system at that time, because whole foods invited me in to teach cooking classes because they loved what I was doing. And my classes were so popular. They became a monthly thing. So I used the, uh, I would test my recipes out on my classes, which was kind of cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that was sort of, was that kind of the first thing that really, kicked, you know, your following or your blog into a higher gear, or was it just putting in the extra, you know, the extra work once you kind of got that confidence boost? Did you? Yeah, I think it was, I took, I started to take it seriously once I got that confidence mm -hmm. boost and that inspired me to actually, you know, create a Facebook page for the brand, um, to create like, uh, you know, um, I actually was inspired by one of my friends at the time. She's like, you know, there's this new social media out called Instagram and it's really cool. And you should, I think you'd really like it because it's picture based. And I was like, Oh, that sounds really cool. So I'm going to check that out. And I did. And, um, it's, it, it was actually Instagram that became the true catalyst for what helped propel me, um, into sort of more of the spotlight in the fitness industry. Um, because Instagram is just such an amazing tool for reaching so many people, all over the world. And, um, I just, I think I was an early pioneer on the, um, on the, on that social media. And I just happened to have the right skill set for what, for what makes it work and for how to connect with people that way. Like I love taking pictures of food, of my journey, of workouts that I do and sharing them on Instagram and then posting really great, meaningful, engaging content in the caption so that people could use my, um, Instagram page as sort of like a, their own, a little Betty Rocker magazine. Mm. And I would highly recommend that anyone who uses Instagram, especially um, whether it's for your business or for your blog, that you really think about it like that, that it's your magazine of whatever you do, because Instagram isn't a, an app that you should be taking pictures with. Um, the, the, the filters are artsy, quote unquote artsy, but they're often it makes it harder to actually deliver your message effectively that way. Um, I would just say that um, Instagram though, what I found it to be the most 
amazing and useful for was reaching so many people because they have their phone with them in their pocket all Mm. the time and they want to be engaged and entertained and interested. And if you have something that's helpful to them or useful to share, you should post it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How much uh, interaction do you do with, you know, with your followers um, as far as commenting or liking or, um, you know, what are some ways you've found that, that people really seem to like engaging with you or, or love it and feel excited when you engage with them? Well, that's a great question. I've really, I've really developed sort of by feel. I do a lot of things with my business now very intuitively, which is sort of different than the way a lot of people tell me to, to do my business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but I'm also a woman in business and I, I definitely want to speak to any of your women listeners out there that, you know, we all have a different way of, of being in the world and there's no one right way for everyone. Just like there's no one perfect diet. Um, there's no one perfect exercise strategy. You should just learn as much as you can try things out and never be afraid to be your own self experiment. Because I have to say I have failed so many times on my way to success. And I, I feel like I'm still like failing my way to success. <laughs> but, um, in response to your question specifically, some of the things I do, um, to really engage with my audience is I always, always, answer their comments on my social media. Um, I allocate time for it every day. And one of the most important things is I always try to be responsive to comments immediately after I post, um, because that's when I, you know, so that people see that I'm available for them because I want to answer their questions. And then I go back the next day and answer any additional questions that may have come up for people. But then I also, um, I utilize the hashtags on Instagram pretty extensively. So I, I do, I search through, um, Instagram, um, once or twice a week for hashtags that I've used on my, my posts or hashtags that other people like to use about me. Like there are some hashtags people just make up about me that I've discovered that are great. And I, I go and look in those feeds and I like the people's pictures and engage with them and comment on them. And, um, once a week I go through my feed and, and go through all of the new followers that I've gotten, um, and like something in their feed and engage with them because I, I really appreciate their support because it's, you know, it's my, it's my fans and followers that make my business, um, have meaning. That's it. Period. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally awesome. I, I love that. And I think, you know, it sounds like you do uh, like put a lot more time and effort in planning into, um, into that real engagement, even just how you said you will answer people's comments after you know you post something. I, I see that a lot with people who just use social media as a, uh, you know, what I'd call a push marketing mechanism where they're just putting their stuff out there, but they don't take any time to kind of follow up and answer people's questions on their blog or on a Facebook post or something like that. And and I think yeah, that really comes off yeah, bad when does. you yeah. you're like, hey, fans, you know, interact with my stuff, but I'm not actually going to bother to take the time to come back and, <laughs> you know, you know that's, with you. That sends the message to me when I see that, that that person is just like wanting the attention for the money or wanting the attention, like as a, you know, as a business owner and also as a fan of certain people. I mean, look, you don't have to answer my question. You could have your assistant answer my freaking question. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be you, but like take the time to delegate that to someone who actually cares enough, I mean, or, or care enough to delegate. So, cause I, I really think that social media is the new list building strategy. I mean, it really is. I mean, you, you can't have a business without having an engaged audience. So if you're not really paying attention to your social media and engaging with your followers, I mean, people expect a response time on support tickets now so much faster because of social media. I mean, 
if I, I can't even tell you how many times when a customer has a question or a problem, they write me on Twitter or and or Facebook and send me an email and fill out a support. Team. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I get like bombarded on social media anytime there's a technical issue because people expect a response. And so I'm so grateful to have found an amazing um, young woman to, to be my number one assistant. And she helps me with a lot of those things. She helps me now with some of the hashtag stuff on Instagram and, um, helps me with some of my responses, but you know, I still do most of it myself because I love the engagement with my audience. And I also want to know what they're thinking and what they're doing so that I can tailor my products and my services to what they're asking me for, because I don't need to come up with what my products are. I, I'm not, I don't need to have an ego about, I need to make this great product. I actually need to listen to my customers and hear what they need so that I can create products that will actually serve them. So that's kind of like why I think it's so important as well to engage, um, with your audience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Plus, you know, I think once people see that you're a real person and you care and you're engaged, they're willing to give you a little more leeway on stuff like support or, um, you know, if they know your, their question's going to get answered or they're going to help, then, um, you know, it, it can be a positive thing where they're like, okay, I trust this person. So I can't, yes. And I can't, sorry to interrupt you. No, I just, I just can't even tell you how many comments I've seen and, and received that are about, wow, you actually answered my question or wow, you, that was so fast. Your response was so fast. And like, because I want to, I want to be like Zappos, man. I want to over deliver the customer service experience because I, I really do care about my customers. I care about their experience and I want them to just, gosh, I just want them to feel great about interacting with, with the brand. I want them to know that they're in the right place and that we do care about them and because um, we do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I, you and I were talking one time and you were telling a story about how you got recognized like in another city by someone who was one of your fans. And I just think that's yeah. got to feel so cool to have people it's like you that much. Amazing. It's an amazing experience. It's actually happened now about 30 times um, in the last year or so. And that's, I, I mean, it's crazy how much it happens and people want a picture and they want to talk to me. And I'm so, I don't know. It's, it's an awesome feeling. I mean, I will tell you there was one time I was running around the lake at Lake Austin and this girl saw me running and said, Betty Rocker. Oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> I had to stop my run and like talk to her. And, like, <laughs> and that so was cool. a little bit of an interruption, but you know what? I'd rather have that than like have no one recognize me. I mean, that was amazing. I mean, I get recognized in um, popular clothing stores like Lululemon um, everywhere from Toronto to San Francisco. And I have, just here in Denver, uh, where was I? I was at Mac the other day buying, um, an eyebrow pencil <laughs> and this girl was like staring me down across the counter and she came up to me finally was, and I smiled at her cause she was looking at me and she came up to me and was like, are you Betty Rocker? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and she was like, Oh my God, I'm doing your challenge. And it was so awesome. And I just get so excited when I meet people who, who know the brand and know me, because that means that they, 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 they know me. They really do. I, I put a lot of my personal stories into my emails to them, into my posts. And, um, and I hope that it's inspiring and empowering to them because, um, I've certainly not had an easy road. And, um, I find that to be, I'm really grateful for that because, um, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here today if I had had it easy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something I'd love to, to get your thoughts on. Um, you know, obviously you are very open and share a lot of this stuff, stuff that some people I think would not want to talk about, like, how, you know, how you mentioned the, the drug use and alcohol use in the past. Um, 
but I feel like that level of openness and vulnerability really is key to letting people see that you're a real person and connect with you. I mean, do you feel like for, for most people who are trying to build, um, a, a personal brand and build that level of engagement with people that they need to be open about things like that, even if it, it makes them feel uncomfortable? Um, no, I think that it's really important to be authentic to yourself. And I have been in different stages of comfort with this kind of topic in the past. And so I only went as far as I felt was appropriate at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been very open about, I, I've been, you know, open about my, my struggles in the past. Um, but of course there are still things that I don't talk about, um, because there's a certain level that I'm comfortable with even now. And I won't, I won't hold back on, on being totally honest with you about that. So I think it's important to listen to yourself and do what's right for you because you certainly don't want to use any kind of personal story for personal gain. I think people will see right through that. And um, if it's something that you think will help your audience can, you know, understand you better. And so you can connect with them on a deeper level and you feel comfortable sharing it, then absolutely you should share it. Um, But, you know, don't do it just to do it. It's, it's not, and if if you're uncomfortable with it, it's going to be not good. (laughs) Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think we're all a little bit, you know, all of us entrepreneurs and people in business, you know, look, we all have to learn to be com- get com- more comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Like it's important to push our boundaries and, and we do that on a daily basis. I mean, I'm a huge risk taker when it comes to the way I've run my business and sometimes to my detriment. But the way that I look at um, the thrill I get from running a business is the same way I used to feel riding a motorcycle on the track, you know, and just um, the wider open I would pull that throttle and the the farther over I would lean my bike, the more it would feel like I was going to crash. (laughs) But actually what you need to do is lean into it even farther to get through that corner. And that's what actually makes you um, not fall. So if you're really, if you're, if you're a little uncomfortable, I would say, examine that, look into that, lean into it and see what it has to offer you. So, you know, maybe I just gave you two answers, but I I think that the most (laughs) important thing is to be authentic. It's just to be yourself. And, um, you, you, you're the one that's the best judge of what's the right amount of of stuff to share with your audience. But yeah, um, yeah. I love that. Um, on, on kind of a similar note around do, you know, doing what feels authentic to you. You know, I notice you put out content in a bunch of different ways. You do the images on Instagram. You do a lot of videos as well um, on Instagram and elsewhere, um, as well as all of your written stuff. I mean, do you feel like somebody in um, an expert space or specifically in maybe the fitness space needs to do every type of content? Um, Is that sort of a requirement to play the game? Or do you feel like that's something, again where people need to do what feels right to them? Or do you feel like, sorry, this question is getting kind of convoluted, but, um, or do you feel like that's something where they need to lean into it? Cause I know a lot of people with video are like, Oh God, I'm so uncomfortable doing video. Is well, that something where if, they need to challenge themselves? I don't know. Like I got to tell you, I do all of my video. I shoot it with my iPhone. I edit it in iMovie in my phone. Um, I upload it to YouTube straight from my phone. So it's as complicated or as simple as you want to make it. I mean, I've worked with people who are worked with amazing fitness superstars who have these whole big production teams and it takes them weeks to produce a video that took me, I don't know, an hour to shoot in my house on a tripod, um, 
10 minutes to edit with my finger in iMovie and then, I don't know, 30 seconds to upload to YouTube. <laughs> right. So, um, but then, you know, I'll go and make a blog post around that video content. I'll extrapolate a small clip of it, put it on my Instagram to share with my followers. I'll, um, I'll tweet about it, you know. Uh, so I, I think that people make things more complicated than they need to be a lot of the time. And very simple tools often work very well. And I think that my, what I was speaking to about authenticity is, I'm very aware of what my strengths and weaknesses are at this point. And I know that I just like to create content. I'm a content creator. So I've been very fortunate to have learned that some of my weaknesses are like finishing up all of the projects that I start. So that's why I hired someone amazing to help me complete a lot of the things that I build. Um, so I think that don't, don't make yourself or expect yourself to master every social media market. Don't master every single thing. Like it's taken me years here to like actually get to the point where I was so like, I was focused on Instagram and my blog. That was my sole focus. And I worked really hard to build the content for that. And I was just by happenstance putting some of my videos on YouTube. I wasn't really paying attention to it, but just lo and behold, YouTube calls me up. Like, what is it like three months ago now? And they're like, Hey, Betty rocker, you're really interesting. And we've identified you in our top 5% of Google's internal top ranked fitness channels. And we <laughs> wow. see you as having the highest potential for growth in that space. And so we'd like to start coaching you. And I mean, I'm like tiny, I got like 12,000 YouTube followers, like compared to my other social media, that's like an insignificant amount. But, um, it is actually very cool. And so I started putting more focus on my YouTube videos and making sure that I uploaded them on a schedule and having some of taking some of that great advice that YouTube was so generous to offer me. And um, YouTube is a great company. And so is Google. I mean, and just in how much they care about the, the content creators. And there's a lot of resources for us available now that they've just listened. I've, I've gotten to participate in a couple of case studies to help them improve the user experience because YouTube's a smart company. They realize that their, their, their platform exists and their advertising revenues are driven by the content creators making all this great content and people wanting to watch it. So I think that's a really cool uh, thing. And so, you know, if you're someone who's, whose focus is on YouTube, keep making great YouTube videos. Don't just stop, you know, like see what you can do with that. But mm -hmm. it's important to, um, you know, try to have a little bit of a, of, try, try to at least understand one or two of the social media spaces and focus your efforts on them. And then, but if you can, as you start to grow, try to branch out and have a presence on the other places because your fans will find you um, through a lot of different channels. And, uh, but I, I would say that if you're small and you're starting, I would definitely just focus on one or two things that you're the most inspired by that really get you excited because I could not wait to post an Instagram post every day. I still get excited. I'm like, what am I going to post today? What am I going to post today? And I like, <laughs> I know I should probably have like this big content schedule ahead of time. And sometimes I have posts ahead of time that I'm planning to post, but usually I get really inspired in the moment and that's part of the fun of Instagram. So uh, that's awesome. So on that, on that same note, do you, um, do you have sort of a, a general schedule, like, you know, post a day or for a video, is it like one a week or do you just kind of wait till the, um, you know, the feeling strikes you or, or do you no, push no, yourself no. to do it? <laughs> no, no, no. I used to be much more just like that, what you just described. Um, but now this year, especially um, since the brand has really like gotten so much more traction, I've, you know, now that I've, I just have more, um, 
more understanding of how important it is to have that regular content. And, you know, one thing at a time, right? Like before I was just like randomly posting once a day on Instagram, randomly posting on YouTube, uh, didn't even really pay attention to Pinterest, uh, forget that I even have a Twitter account, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. um, try to get a blog post out once a week. But now it's much more on a schedule. I mean, I do this Motivational Mondays series on YouTube that is super popular. I met a girl the other day. Uh, I was in some salon and she's like, are you Betty Rocker? And I was like, yes, thank you. And she's like, are you, I really just want you to know how much your motivational Mondays YouTube videos mean to me. And it was crazy. Cause that was a day it was after a holiday and the holiday had fallen on a Monday and I didn't do a motivational Mondays post. So I just went on my, on my walk home from that place. I made a motivational Mondays video the day after talking about the importance of being consistent. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and um, yeah, super funny, but I actually took, I actually did take, you know, you can't do everything. And this is something that is really important to, to know because I, I did take this past month off from posting like the really regular content schedule on YouTube because I've been running a live event and that took a ton of focus and energy and attention. And while I did post some regular content on YouTube, I wasn't on my normal schedule. And I did get some comments from my fans about it. Like, I miss your, I miss this, I miss this. And I'm like, great. I'm so glad. Cause I think it's good to to make them want it a little bit because I'll be right back in that groove and right back on the content schedule. I mean, the most popular TV shows you watch take a little break seasonally. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, can't, you can't do everything all the time. Um, so do, do the best you can and do what inspires you the most. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so one thing I wanted to, to kind of get your take on, um, is for somebody who say has built a following or, you know, they're doing regular content creation and starting to see, um, results in terms of audience gain, but they haven't bridged that gap to actually getting paid for what they do. Um, you know, that, that seems to be a pretty common problem with a lot of bloggers or even people who are maybe like Instagram celebrities or something, you know, where they're getting a lot of, of eyeballs, but they haven't figured out how to, to turn it into something. Do you have how to any... get paid, how yeah. to get paid for what they do. Exactly. Yeah. How to get totally. paid. I mean, what are, you know, what are, some ideas that you found or, or ways that you think can work for people who maybe have a following or are in the process of building a following? Um, you know, you don't need a product to be making money. And I think that I want to speak a little bit about two things here. One, oh, the way to like, I want to talk a little bit about affiliate marketing, first mm -hmm. of all. And I think that becoming an affiliate for someone else's product is a freaking brilliant strategy. And um, the thing is you need to really, if you, if you don't want to blast the integrity of your brand, you want to make sure that you're using and promoting products that, you know, you want to promote products that you actually use and like, and, and whenever possible, um, the products, the, the only products I get, I get offered products like you wouldn't believe. And I am very appreciative of these people's faith in me and my brand and that they think that I would be a good fit for their, for their company. But that's not always the case. Some people just hit me up because they think, oh, she's popular. She, she wants to make money. She'll, she'll promote our shit. But I, I don't want to just promote everyone's stuff, actually. I, I really am only interested in promoting stuff that I'm using. And I don't use like many, if any, supplements. Um, I'm very particular about what I cook with in my kitchen and um, I'm very particular about the fitness programs that I use. But 
the ones that I do use, I am so excited to talk about and share because I'm having a personal experience and have personal knowledge about that product or that service that I can share with you. And it's especially awesome when the person whose product it is that wants to um, offer me an affiliate commission on, on it because that's just like a nice little thank you for promoting it because my audience wouldn't have probably heard of it or seen it had I not promoted that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, this, and I, I actually, I, I promote some things that I don't get any affiliate commission for just because I love them and I want my people to know about them. So I think that that's a really important thing to remember in when it comes to affiliate marketing. But this is why I'm talking about affiliate marketing. If, if you have a blog or brand and you are, um, you, you should promote other people's stuff. It's a great way to, um, to monetize your blog. I, I found some, um, awesome girls when I first wrote the body fuel system, some amazing girls on Instagram who had huge followings, um, great little blogs that were their passion projects, obviously. And a couple of them were already using my book and were experiencing like results. And I, I reached out to them and I was like, Hey, thank you so much for your support. And by the way, I love your blog. And here's a picture. Here's, you know, here's a picture of my book. And if you want to put it on your site, you'll earn a commission on it because I, you know, really appreciate you talking about it. And it's funny because, um, two of those girls that I, this happened about a year ago when I found the two of the girls, they both turned into, um, some of my best affiliates. So I think that's just a really great opportunity. And I, I wouldn't want anyone to, to miss that and, and get your own products out there if you, if you possibly can, because that's, a uh, you know, something you can stand behind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, on that note for like the cookbooks that you did or the, the books that you started writing, were you ever repurposing, you know, old blog posts or content that you had done or did you create all new stuff for it? Cause they're all the, all the cookbooks and all of the, the, the meal plans and books are 90%, um, content that's not anywhere on the blog. Gotcha. Um, there's certainly a few things that are, um, but for the most part, it's all unique content. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Bree, for sharing, you know, all of your advice on how you got started and, and how you did this stuff. I mean, it's been an amazing journey in just three years, <laughs> how much you've, <laughs> you've grown and, you know, being a, a recognized, you know, celebrity brand, especially in a, a niche as competitive as fitness is really fantastic. So thanks so much for sharing with us today. Thanks so much for the opportunity to speak with your audience and for getting a chance to spend more time with you, Bo. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. So where can people go and check you out and find out more about what you're doing and, and you know your challenges and all the really cool stuff that you do? Um, I definitely recommend checking out my my uh, awesome blog and website. It's thebettyrocker.com. And there's an About Me section that you can read a lot of my journey and some of the real like tips that I actually use in my own life. There's a real cool synopsis there to really give you a general overview of the brand. And, um, and if you want to connect with me on social media, I'd love to interact with you. It's, um, at the Betty rocker on Instagram. And I have a Facebook fan page. It's, um, Betty rocker show, I think. And I don't use Twitter that much, but, um, you can get me there at Betty rocker show as well. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks for that. Okay, great. Well, thanks Bree. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Have an awesome day. You too. Hey, Bo here. I wanted to say thanks so much for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it, or if you have an idea for how I could make it even better, it would really mean a lot to me if you could leave a review at youcangetpaidforthat.com slash iTunes. Leaving reviews really helps to get the word out about the show, introduces new audience to it to make it even better, and is your way of telling me how I can make it the best show possible for you. Also, if you'd like to get all of the updates that I have on the blog, on podcast episodes, 
and get a copy of my Quick Start Biz Quiz, which is a real simple one-page document with some questions you can answer to get really clear on your business, how to get it going, and how to make it even better. Just go to youcangetpaidforthat.com slash subscribe and you can sign up there. Thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you soon.